0: earbud media audio for everyone hi i'm Shayna. and i'm bryce and this is charmed, charmed a spellcast hey you listening there have you heard about the witches with the really nice hair and a penchant for 90s style and kicking ass and taking names when names are worthwhile and knowing how to fight like girls demon-infested world. They're the Charmed Ones. They're the Charmed Ones. They're the Charmed Ones.
1: Charmed! A spellcast!
0: Um, hello everyone. We've made it. We've made it all the way back around to Charmed. That's right. This is not a special episode, only in the way that we're, uh, we're especially happy to have you here. Boo, get out of uh, here. Okay, I'm I'm going, I'm going. Oh, oh, somebody got the cane. Um. <laughs> somebody get the cane. <laughs> Shit.
1: We're we talking about like uh, the, the like, uh, I'm thinking of, what's it called? Like the, the like sheep hook. And they like put it around your neck and they.
0: Like, oh, the crook. The crook, the crook. Oh man, I. The shepherd's crook
1: yes the shepherd's crook
0: yeah somebody get the crook by hook or by crook and get me out of here um but anyway it's not special we're back to charmed which i i know you can all breathe a big sigh of relief because you're wondering if we would ever make it back to our favorite three witches and white lighter and dan (laughs) um (laughs) but we did his only moniker is dan yeah, I, what else am I going to say? He of the floppy hair. Um, he, who plays baseball. Who plays baseball, that's right. There was a big emphasis this episode about Dan being a mariner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but we made it back around. We're mm-hmm. happy to have you here.
1: Just your regular, and run-of-the-mill, boring, charmed
0: episode. Stupid, terrible, <laughs> the worst. <laughs> My God, no. Um, as I was saying to, to Bryce in our private correspondence I'm just so happy <laughs> no shh you can't tell them okay. about that okay. Bryce don't listen Um, I'm just so happy to be back talking about this show I feel like it's been too long I've gotten out of it and it was a relief to just sit down and and watch this episode because mm-hmm. um, it, it felt very friendly and, and just like amiable and and welcoming and I didn't have to think too hard Mm -hmm.
1: and I also was excited to get back into it so that I could put in hours to earn my Super Yaki sweatshirts that I get
0: ah yes exactly Super Yaki thank you Uh, they're on vacation right now which is nice (laughs) Um, after printing out hundreds of shirts and sweatshirts and socks not only starring katherine han but but among them the hanasants um i Uh, and
1: oh sorry go on oh go ahead i don't do the correspondence with superyaki so in my head i don't know who they are as people so i thought of it as just like you know a storefront when you said they're on vacation i just imagined a storefront like going off to hawaii and sitting on the beach
0: i think that's what they would like you to imagine actually (laughs) Except they're, but they would like you to imagine Super Yaki as like Kermit the Frog um, and Miss Piggy going off to Disney World. Delightful. Yeah, because that's what they're doing. They're taking a little Disney vacation and uh, delighting in all the the movie bits and baubles that they can consume. (laughs) Good for them. Um, I I wish the same for everyone. Some sort of safe delightful vacation maybe that's what you come to this podcast for i'm not sure uh i'm not sure how delightful it is but it is it's certainly a vacation for your brain
1: (laughs) yeah when you listen to this podcast you can just turn your brain off
0: yeah you can or we will for you (laughs) forcibly (laughs) hey bryce hey yourself do you know what time it is never uh well it's time to hype our incredible one-of-a-kind sponsor super Yaki. the team at super Yaki loves movies so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for film and tv they've got everything from super soft t-shirts saluting the brave of us out there who love to watch movies by ourselves to comfy sweatshirts and aprons commemorating historic events like the night Stanley Tucci made a Negroni. I will never forget it.
1: (laughs) Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships using compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with code SUPERCHARMED. All caps, no spaces. At checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com.
0: I miss going to the movies so much, but wearing my Super Yaki A Penny Marshall Film shirt does at least give me a little feeling of connection to all our friends out there ceaselessly watching and yelling about movies. I think I want their Jennifer's Body or Judy Greer or Kelly Marie Tran merch next. But it is so hard to choose, so maybe I should get all of it. (laughs) Yes,
1: I have a hat. Yeah. You do. So, remember, go to superyaki.com and use Supercharmed for 10% off at checkout. You, too, can have a hat.
0: That's S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I dot com. Um, anyway, how are you doing, Bryce? Uh, I'm doing okay.
1: Uh, are we starting manor keeping?
0: Well, you know, I think we should take a little sweep.
1: Alright, let's do a little little dusting. A little dusting around the area. So, my manor keeping for today... I got my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine, so I'm officially a second dose ho. Um, And other exciting news, my D&D group recently went up against one of our big baddies, um, and we spent three hours over-preparing, so we, like, figured out all the different weapons we had, all the different spells we had, how we were going to, like, summon the demon, and how we were going to, like, arrange our brigades and all of that. And the actual fight took 10 minutes because we had overprepared, much to our dungeon master's um, disgruntled (laughs) annoyance. And my last piece of news is that I am reading Clara and the Sun from my book club, and it is so far pretty good. Um, If you haven't heard about it, it's a book that's supposed to really interrogate what it means to be human uh, through the eyes of an artificial friend um named clara and i so they they abbreviate artificial friend to af in the book and i keep not reading it right and i keep thinking artificial intelligence instead of ar- artificial <laughs> friend but i'll get it i'll get it eventually i'm only about a third way through the book at some point i will learn what the acronyms stand for i believe you thank you
0: yeah because i i believe in your uh Organic fintelligence. <laughs> oh, I don't the fintelligence
1: is not high on the on the IQ bar meter.
0: But oh yes. <laughs> the bar meter. <laughs> Our old friend. Um Well that sounds delightful. I'm glad you are continuing with your book club. So Thanks. You, can be, you know. You can prove to everyone that you can read.
1: Guess what, guys?
0: I'm literate. That is what they they said on the the master's degree, I think.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what they did say.
0: She's got a big big piece of paper. It said Bryce can read.
1: You thought she couldn't, but she can.
0: But ho oh, ho the hole has been pulled over your eyes, my friends. Get the crook. Um, get the crook. <laughs> well, that sounds lovely. Thanks. Uh welcome welcome to this podcast where we're not going to talk about books.
1: <laughs> yeah. We don't we don't talk about anything except charm.
0: You may be able to read, but I make no such promises. Um unless you're someone who has employed me, in which case that was a joke purely for laughs yeah I I don't (laughs) mean to
1: blow up your spot but Shayna very much can read they have a newsletter that you can read every month and Shayna actually writes in it so I assume that if she writes she must be able to read
0: yeah that's what Bryce assumes (laughs) but will she ever know the truth nobody knows nobody knows because they don't see me writing they just get the the newsletter fresh baked in their (laughs) box every month yeah but um, actually this month I have a a wonderful friend is is contributing a guest article so Ooh. one step further into the mystery of whether it's actually me writing any of them
1: It's like a whole so, uh, Shakespeare conspiracy
0: a Shakespeare, if you will
1: <laughs> I do enjoy yeah. the the thought of you just like sitting in your chair being like tell them to watch Catherine Hahn, Alexa Send, <laughs> or Siri Send.
0: It would be really funny if I dictated that entire thing. <laughs> you know how many times I would have to say the word, like, MILF or, like, <laughs> horny? Or, like, stuff you just, you'd you be so embarrassed mm-hmm. to say out loud. When, okay. Oh, go on. Cat's out of the bag. I, I can read and I can write because <laughs> I would be mortified if I had to transcribe that. <laughs>
1: That's the that's the one thing that'll get you admitting it. I um, lost my train of thought. Where are we?
0: Chugga Chugga. Oh. Uh, we were talking about not being able to read, yeah. and you let everybody know I had a newsletter, which is very nice. That's of correct.
1: Year. You can subscribe at shanna.substack.com. Shanna Damn it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm the only Shayna to ever have a substack. It's actually a distinction that I'll carry with me. You can <laughs> subscribe
1: at Shayna.com. I believe that's where all <laughs> the content is.
0: Yeah. It's a, the first thing that comes up when you like click on Shayna.com is a, like a, a phonetic oral pronunciation um, of all the ways my name has been read <laughs> <laughs> incorrectly over the years.
1: I still my favorite still is Shania Twain. Shania yeah, Twain,
0: Shania. Shania. Shania is is the moment. <laughs> she is. She's the movement. Shana? don't know her. Um, in in my own manner keeping, I don't have that much to say, um, other than just being happy to be back, talking about Charmed. I'm in, I'm in the busy season for a film festival which is very exciting and also draining. Um, And I'm excited because what with COVID having exploded um, and hit New York, right as our festival was about to go up last year, we didn't get a chance to show any films in person. And this year, the programmers invited back uh, pretty much the entire 2020 slate. Oh, heck. So... Anyone who wasn't able to showcase their work to a wider audience uh, now had the option to do so, and so we have like a mega-sized festival um, here here at Tribeca.
1: Oh man! Round and... two. Do they still get to go up for the same awards?
0: I don't know that. I'm not sure. I don't think they're in competition. Mm. Um, but it is it is a it's like not. The not the prestige that it would have been certainly last year because they would have been in competition Mm -hmm. but it is still like they're keeping their laurels they get to say they showed at Tribeca um, and a lot of filmmakers are New York based so there's a potential because screenings are being held at outdoor venues this year that they may actually get to go see their film Dang. which yeah I I'm very I'm very excited for them I'm very happy for them very excited for them I'm excited for the audiences to like have a really nice summer time go into the movies um for it to be like in safe outdoors <laughs> venues uh, very excited about that um and
1: no more yeah i'm
0: really really just thrilled for everyone else meanwhile i'm here like running around like a chicken with my <laughs> head cut off thinking about a like double-sized festival Ooh. Ooh. uh
1: you but you have sorry i just need to get this one out real fast yes go you go have go. summertime sadness in the midst of this summertime cinematicness
0: I thought you were gonna say summertime madness, <laughs> but it yes, summertime cinematicness. That's
1: it exactly. TM. That's actually the perfect aesthetic.
0: Thank you. It's new thing it, of twenty twenty one. You guys heard it here, folks. Yep. Yep. So I just I hope whoever is in New York and is li- is listening to this, that you get to get some tickets and go enjoy Tribeca. Because they're doing a lot of complimentary tickets as well Ooh. for the outdoor venues. So I,
1: go go watch a movie. I am very excited for you. Your stuff is always so cool to listen. I mean, you always sound like you have a lot of work on your plate. But every single thing you have in the works sounds very cool and very exciting.
0: It is. Okay, it is exciting. And uh, I will say that it, I guess this is like part two of my manner keeping is that while I also am excited and like grateful for everything that I'm doing it is too much it is it's way too much and the saying that if you do what you love you'll never work a day in your life is just like emphatically incorrect it's so wrong I, I can't even uh, oh, dissect yeah, it is. Well, it is. It's capitalist po- pro- propaganda. Popaganda. It's propaganda. Um, and it's it's meant to ensure that you don't complain and that you don't ask for uh, higher wages and basic living amenities and exemptions and, and breaks. Um, and while it might have been nice in theory when we first heard it when we were young, it's it's just kind of a shiny gloss over a burned-out husk of a person. So I have been trying to, to step away where I can from things that I might, of course, really enjoy, but if I do too many of them at once, I grow resentful and tired and and hungry. <laughs> this is, <laughs> and this is all
1: co- code for saying that after the film fest is over, anytime time Shana tries to pick up a pencil, we are allowed to get out the spray bottle and the crook.
0: And oh, yeah, absolutely. Let her know. Um, our illustrious podcast producer, Cody Corral, uh, actually, maybe this is something I'll post on our rather dormant yeah, social meme media. Extraordinaire. Uh, meme, yeah, meme or extraordinaire. Yeah, oh. meme extraordinaire. They recently um made me a meme of my very own, which is uh a little kitten and then a hand with like a little spray bottle to like, you know, at the kitten when it's doing something wrong. The kitten is is me <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> The kitten is Shayna.
0: The kit the kitten is Shayna talking about pitching more things and the and the water bottle spray bottle was Cody's hand.
1: <laughs> um I also wanted to say as part of our uh, diatribe against doing what you love, (laughs) this is like a lesson for you (laughs) kids, don't do what you love. Um, I mean, the flip side of that is also that if you're not doing what you quote unquote love, then you're considered a failure and you're considered like not succeeding to your fullest extent in life, which is also categorically untrue. Um, That's what I have to say about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I get a hundred, sorry. Go on. Oh, oh, thank you. I was going to say it's rough because there are a million contradictions built into this, in which you want if you want to do something you love, um, but it's not something that is looked upon by your parents or guardians or whomever has been raising you as uh, as something that will bring in money or prestige or family or whatever is important in their eyes. Then no matter if you love it you're wrong for doing it. (laughs) Um, So there, there are so many mixed messages and all of them say that you're going to be wrong in some way. If you don't conform exactly to whomever is deciding what your life and your worth is to Uh them, not to you, to them. So all the more reason to say, fuck it. Uh, It's time to think about what actually makes sense to my body. (laughs) (laughs) listen to Shana
1: this is such good as a jobs advice podcast I have to say
0: we've really been yeah (laughs) really really uh hitting it out of the park with this one (laughs) this episode (laughs) um yeah I mean I'm I'm certainly I should listen to my own advice as as should anyone giving advice but I I definitely have learned more and more that it doesn't matter what somebody else expects you to be or to do. More often than not, that's a projection of their own values, some of which they may not have been able to like keep up with or achieve, so they may be pushing it onto you because you represent to them a blank slate or a canvas or somebody who has perhaps um, more options than they do or did or... Uh, or you're younger and you're just starting out mm-hmm. anything, anything you're not as entrenched as they feel they are mm-hmm. in their own brains but that's only because they're not inside your brain so they don't know what you're thinking and they don't know exactly what your values may be or what affects them may affect you a completely different way mm-hmm. so it is truly uh, while still respecting you know, the people around you and respecting the people who support you who love you and who do want the best for you, it is entirely up to you whether or not you want to do what you love, especially for a living. Um, and sometimes, even if you do want to do what you love, it may be too hard on you financially, and it may become something that you don't love. And if at that point your body and your brain is like, we don't love this no more, um you still have to listen to yourself and not to somebody else saying, wow, look at what you're doing. That's amazing. So, but also, you know, you can take in a compliment. You, anyway, you may, that was therapy.
1: You may think Shayna is yelling at you, listener, but no. Shayna is no. yelling at, at, at themselves.
0: <laughs> at me. <laughs> um, Entirely at was, myself. It was
1: beautifully, beautifully said, though. Uh, I also have to add on that it's hard to take all this in when you're at the very beginning of your life. Cause this is kind of like taught to you. It's so inherent, like got to do what the elders say I have to do. But let me tell you here now at the end of my life, I can tell you, (laughs) um, I I did steal that joke from John Mulaney, but I can tell you (laughs) that um, what I found is that balance is what matters to balance the things that I have to do to be a person and maintain my livelihood. And also the things that I do that bring me joy. Because I can 100% tell you that this podcast does not need to happen. I could spend most, most of my time working and maybe make some overtime. But instead, I make time for this podcast. Likewise, if I made this podcast my job, I can guarantee you that I will not la- want to talk to Shayna ever again.
0: Yeah. So that's why it's not your job. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm and getting there. It though. never will be. I always
0: want to do I, I was lying. Oh no no. I think the funny the funniest comparison of our two like diatribes is that I I'm speaking in the second person um but I'm really speaking to myself because I I haven't absorbed or like been able to enact all of the things that I really want to and want to see my friends doing in order to like be a, a happy person and you're speaking directly to your own experience uh, I think because you really I mean I've been in admiration of how you do find balance and you're you're determined to do so and you follow through so
1: that means so much oh heck yeah thanks Shayna uh
0: so listener uh you could you could pick one of two wolves (laughs) um just know that one one wolf is an imposter but like a a very passionate speaker and the other wolf but has more of their shit together and we love them both.
1: But that wolf will be helping the imposter wolf get together through use of a spray bottle anytime that other wolf tries to pick up a pen.
0: Two wolves. There are two wolves inside of you. (laughs) And it's me, Shayna, and it's Brace.
1: Wow, we're like the (laughs) angel and the devil on your shoulder.
0: Yeah, I I could be (laughs) your angle. What? I could could be your angle. (laughs) And I could be your devile. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So I think that's all the the time we have here on this podcast today. Thanks for listening. Um... (laughs) Now go out and don't do anything that you love. (laughs) for money or for pleasure no just for pleasure do it for pleasure
1: (laughs) can you imagine like the the classic question of like oh you're visiting what are are you visiting for business or pleasure and what if you were like neither
0: (laughs) hate (laughs) i'm doing it for spite (laughs) the number one reason to do
1: anything out of spite
0: uh it's i mean it's kind of my motivating factor (laughs) for a lot of things I told I told this story the other day to somebody that was like, I, I won't retell it today. I'll retell it another time because we've spent so much time on not charmed, um, but it was something I had done. How one of my like largest accomplishments was purely churned up, like initiated by spite. And as I as I told them the story, I kind of like lost track of my surroundings and i finished the story and i saw them just looking at me like oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh, they could see they could see the hauntedness <laughs> and that's how i killed him um anyway so welcome yeah 30 minutes into
1: the podcast we're ready, ready to turn start
0: spellcast. We're going we're gonna to tell you how to get your dream job being a witch. Being a witch. Or being an incarcerated mob boss. Or that. Um,
1: or if you want to be a baseball
0: player. Or if you want to be a baseball player. <laughs> yeah. Or if you want to be a photographer. Oh, oh my god. This is a perfect Bryce. segue.
1: Oh my, did we plan yes!
0: this? Did we plan no! this? No. <laughs> Oh, my God. You thought you thought we were just going off completely tangentially and we were never going to bring it back around. But now guess it's... what, my friends? <laughs> <It's a laughs> we're about game. to dive in. We're about to dive in. Oh, it is a very long game. At the very end of this podcast, <laughs> Rain, biggest practical joke you'll ever not expect, but expect because I told you. But you won't. You'll forget and then su- surprise motherfuckers okay welcome to charmed give me a sign this is season two episode 15
1: episode it 15. aired
0: february 24th 2000 it was directed by james a cottner and or cut Cunt Cottner and it was written by cheryl j anderson we love a cheryl episode
1: cool Uh, alright, let's just dive right in then. Oh, no, 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 three, three sister arcs, huh?
0: Yes, welcome to the three sisters. Three sisters. Charmed, the three sisters. Charmed, the three sisters. It's like a little tavern or something. (laughs) Welcome, weary traveler, to the three sisters. What will you be having today? My name's Prue.
1: It sounds like a tavern, um, but it's also like a theater, like a tavern theater combination where Shakespeare's. It's a dinner theater. It's, yes! a,
0: it's a Renaissance din- That's dinner what it is. theater.
1: That's what it is. That's
0: what it is. Here's the plot for <laughs> <laughs> for Prue. We'll start out with Prue because uh, it most closely relates to our long extended diatribe. Um, Prue is in the midst of a, a bit of a a change of life because she's she's quit her job and she's trying to figure out what it is that makes her happy and what she doesn't want to lose this time around and uh she's trying to connect with her younger self and and what her younger self wanted
1: mm-hmm. and
0: as she's pontificating upon this somebody comes into her life from the past and uh sweeps her off her feet in a fairly violent manner. And it's for Prue it's a classic uh fan fiction trope of then being stuck in a house with her frenemy uh turned lover and the tension rising is as she is uh considering the choices that are laid out before her. Mm-hmm. and she she has she has to make a choice about what the best thing is for her and if she should go with her gut, if she should go with the flow, if she should stick to the normal way that she does things um or if she should go on a a new adventure on a more dangerous path nicely put
1: uh I will take both Phoebe or er, yes Phoebe and Piper because I honestly don't have any notes about Phoebe. I don't think anything happens to her in the story,
0: but... Well, she's kind of like the initiator.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So I guess her story is really wrapped up with um, Piper's arc, which is Piper needs to come to a decision between Leo and Dan, and uh, Phoebe puts together a spell that is supposed to give Piper a sign about which one she should choose. That's 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 it.
0: That's about it. Uh this this episode is is light, I would say, for the most part, but it does introduce uh a new element or it emphasizes a new element of the charmed kind of world mm-hmm. and lore. It brings back a former villain in the in the way of the fakest fictional name <laughs> you'll ever hear, Bane Jessup, um, the the mob boss that uh, Prue had had flirted with in Mrs. Hellfire, and right. uh, and it also brings the concept of a greater evil and of a demon like bureaucracy.
1: Yeah, a hierarchy.
0: Hierarchy, yeah. I I like to think of it as a bureaucracy because it's fun <laughs> to think of like demons hanging around the water cooler and like fetching coffee for their bosses and like yeah printing Demon out paperwork. reports yeah
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um so I guess without further ado we open up on Bane Jessup I just almost called him Jane <laughs> Bessup Bane Jessup it's would just have the made of the same
0: game. it would have been the same
1: Um, And he's in jail, because that's where the sisters put him last time we met him. Uh, And he's being let out by his prison guards, but surprise, they're actually warlocks, or demons. And they try to kill him, and Bane Jessup escapes before they are able to.
0: Yeah, he drives away with his hands still handcuffed. He grabs a police van, he just scoots the fuck out of there. Prison break. Prison break. Um, Yeah, the the cops looked particularly evil. Um, mm. Which was like, oh, you know, sure, they're threatening cops, but these these guys look like demons? <laughs> In my house? Demons? Cops? Yeah, what's the difference? Well, they have lasers is the That's difference. That's true. That, that come out of their fingers. That come out of their fingers. Um, so he drives away, pri- pri- uh, primarily, presumably and primarily, to get involved with Prue, and uh, before he gets to the manor, there's Piper and Phoebe, and uh, Phoebe is complaining about how Piper has now talked for something like 28 minutes, she timed her, about the differences between Dan and Leo, As always, and Phoebe is freaking sick of it. Yep. And
1: apparently, the only way to solve that is to just make Piper come to a conclusion faster. Uh, And so, we're going to use magic because obviously, this is not for personal gain. And uh, (laughs) cast a spell that will allow,
0: that will lead, that will lead Piper to her loved one. Yeah, I liked how. Phoebe said, don't worry, this is a consequence-free spell. It's all in the wording. And it's like, yes, (laughs) famous last words. (laughs) We've never heard that before. Mm -hmm. Classic three sisters and their hijinks. I honestly like it when the sisters meddle with each other. I think that's, that's a very fun part of this show. And it disappoints me when we get the less spirited episodes of them being all up in each other's business.
1: Yeah, the sisters ground a very fantastical premise in reality by being sisters and by, like, uh, b- uh, bickering with each other and all that.
0: Yeah, by annoying the shit out of each other. And I'm like, yeah, that is that is how myself and my sister are, too. So I can tell you, true to life, guys. We have it here. Um, You've heard it first. You know what else is really true to life uh, that we were talking about earlier was crew trying to figure out what to do with her life and oh, she's yeah. she's brought out ye yield camera um yield DSLR and she's playing with it a bit and she says, you know, thinking about maybe I should go back to photography because that's something I used to really like before Buckland mm-hmm. the the auction house
1: and she gets a little flack for it because Phoebe says something along the lines of, ah, but photographers don't make that much money. Are you sure? And yeah. uh, Prue which, has her moment of doubt.
0: But which seems to me like that little bit seemed very out of character for Phoebe, mm-hmm. who is so about like her sisters following their hearts, mm-hmm. literally in this episode. But I, I guess I wonder if maybe that could have been stoked by... Phoebe always seeing Prue as like the responsible one mm-hmm. and the person to hold everything together and now that that Prue is not actually being as pragmatic you know as she usually is although Phoebe does say something about you know there aren't that many you know women photographers and it's it's hard in that business that that seemed completely out of character for me because Phoebe is all like feminism yeah, yeah as the younger they... sister
1: They really kind of flip-flopped roles here because usually Prue is not the one to take chances like I assume that Prue liked her job at the auction house because it was full of history and it was full of like her showing her expertise but apparently she never liked it and so now she like wants to go do something quote-unquote like frivolous and less um, lucrative and so I think it was like her suddenly embodying who I think Phoebe is and then Phoebe
0: embodying who I think Pru is. And Piper, yet again, in the middle. (laughs) In the middle. (laughs) With her own business to attend to. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Piper is caught in the middle, but uh, I will say something I really appreciate about her is that she says, you know what, Prue? It's time for you to follow your dreams. You've already supported us so much, and we want to be here for you. And I love that because it reminded me of where Piper started at the beginning of the series. Ah, true. And, and now she owns her own club, and she did something that seemed impossible, but she did it with the, the financial help and, like, very tangible support of her sisters. And now she wants to do that for Pru, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so while
1: Phoebe and Piper are arguing about the spell to find out who is Piper's true loved one, uh, Pru gets kidnapped by Bane Jessup so no big deal
0: just right yeah. in the middle of her own living room um right and after learned. she took a like a very artistic f- photograph of herself in the mirror
1: oh yeah <laughs> it was so classic like i've taken that photo of myself when i was probably in like ninth grade and i put it on my facebook profile photo and it was like oh yeah so, so edgy
0: that is that is a classic middle school freshman year photo it's mm-hmm. when you're discovering yourself. But anyway, yeah, she just took that and Bane swept in with his chloroform. Oh, yeah. Very, very traumatic. And dramatic. Um,
1: and we, he sweeps her away to some under-construction house, and we learn <laughs> uh, that he... Well, we don't learn anything yet. Okay, never mind. Moving on back <laughs> We to- We know nothing. <laughs> we know nothing, but... Back to, um, the, uh, uh, manor. So the sisters realize that Prue was missing. They reach out to Daryl. Daryl comes by with, um, wait, do, do they know that, he, that she's missing?
0: I think so. He, well, he comes, he comes by. Yeah. They, they know she's missing and he comes by because, uh, somebody escaped right. from, right, from right, prison right. and he's a policeman. So he's on, he's on the trail.
1: So he has the magic knife hilt or the magic something that was left at the scene. So one of the demons dropped it when Bane Jessup made his getaway and Daryl shows it to the to Piper and Phoebe and they're both like, well, it's definitely demonic. Um, so they're going to be on the case as well to figure out where Bane is and at the same time where Prue is.
0: <laughs> My favorite part of this little scene is is Daryl picking up the handkerchief of Chloroform and like sniffing it being like yep that's chloroform
1: (laughs) yeah it's like like those scenes when when a policeman like puts a bit of the white powder in his mouth and is like yep that's drugs
0: (laughs) that's that's a cocaine like taste ketchup yes that's (laughs) blood (laughs) Um, oh god good old-fashioned ridiculousness
1: so there are some, um, this is when we first get our ongoing gag of the episode where uh, Piper sees a sign about which guy she's supposed to go with. And it's the Deliver Man, and he's brought flowers from the place where um, Dan was born, but it's called Leo's Flowers. Like, that's the name of the shop or whatever.
0: Yada, yada. Oh, yeah. first, first they deliver, like, a, a box of earrings. Oh, that, was, okay. that she had ordered from Leonardo's boutique that's what in, it was in Bodega Bay um, which is lovely by the way very nice place if you ever want to visit but it, in between uh, Prue getting kidnapped and Daryl being on the case Phoebe had locked herself in the bathroom casting a spell <laughs> in right. order for Piper to make up her mind it'll definitely be a consequence free spell um, and the, the, the exact wording that she uses is for for Piper to be led to who she cares about most and, like, that her heart will lead the way mm-hmm. to her loved one.
1: Tricky, tricky. Tricky, so tricky. So that happens. Daryl comes by and visits. Uh, Piper gets her sign from the delivery man. And then Phoebe sees a vision of Prue bound and gagged and with Bane. Yeah. So well, only that...
0: only blindfolded. Um, right, somebody's she... putting a blindfold on her.
1: I thought she had a thing in her mouth.
0: No, I, I don't remember. I thought I I remember watching it and being like, "Yes, that looks uh, <laughs> very threatening and not at all sensual."
1: <laughs> I I do remember Phoebe saying, "Prue was bound and gagged," and I was watching the episode and thinking like. That sounds very serious. I don't remember that scene being that serious.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. It was, like, a very gentle, like, tie of a blindfold. hmm <laughs> And, like, they had to, like, adjust it a little <laughs> bit, because, like, he didn't get it entirely over her eyes the first time. Just hit your yeah. mark, Bane. Hit your mark. Come on, Bane. Jessup, you square-jawed man. So not, that, that's not everything can be accomplished by a square jaw. <laughs> you also have to have some hand-eye coordination. Oh man! Yeah, but anyway, yes, that's where we go. We go to the warehouse, the, er, we go to the where- not warehouse. Or, no, no, wait, the unfinished house, house that yes. looks like a construction zone, and mm-hmm. he's brought Prue there.
1: Uh, he, we learn that Bane wants Prue's help because he's being pursued by Litvak who is a demon. A oh, um, demon. Yes, yes, that is correct. And um, then I think we, I, I, my notes are very sparse. I have that we see back with his fireball and then, oh, he punishes the uh, his henchmen, the guys who were pretending to be jailers who had tried to kill Bane and he punishes his henchmen, kills them. And then he assigns the task of getting Bane to another one of his henchmen.
0: Congratulations, you just got a raise, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You have a new assignment. Yeah, they have to go find Bane, they have to find the lost weapon that had slid under the the car.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And um, just as he's explaining, Litback is explaining, it's a lost weapon. It's a very important weapon. Then we cut back to the manor in which Leo has been called in for his expertise, and he's holding the little hilt, and he says, "Yup, it's a weapon. <laughs> That's a weapon, all right. It is. It's issued by a specific upper-level demon.
1: <laughs> I mean, level I three
0: or something."
1: They they have definitely been through a lot by this time by this episode of this season, but it's still very funny to like hear them say with such. With such certainty, like when they first got the hilt, the sword, the knife hilt or whatever, from Daryl to be like, yep, that's a demon weapon, all right. And then lou be yep. like, yes, that's an upper level demon weapon.
0: Yep, that's a chloroform, all right. <laughs> There's a lot of that in this episode, which yeah. I I enjoy. I think this episode is full of tropes in, in writing both in like dialogue and also in in themes and like plots mm-hmm. and it, it just everything felt like a fanfic it all felt like a <laughs> setup oh like Piper has to choose between an angel or the nice baseball player and Prue has to choose whether or not she's going to follow her basest instincts and choose to give a little bit of trust to the bad boy with the sensitive side yeah, that kind of a thing it's like it's so over the top
1: yeah it is also yeah, like it. you said a very romance heavy episode too but like romance in the way that fanfic is romance heavy
0: yeah exactly so nothing nothing is actually like quite that uh like sweeping and dramatic it's just kind mm-hmm. of like ooh What would happen if... Like, that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: There's no real moments of, like, tender love or expressions
0: of care. I mean, kind of. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I mean, we don't even get to see them bang, so, like, whatever.
1: (laughs) Well, I was thinking about the twist about
0: the spell. (gasps) The twist! Okay. The twist! Okay. So, anyway. So, anyway. It's a weapon!
1: (laughs) It's a weapon. Prue Astral projects to tell her sisters not to find her. It's a trap. Um... And then while when she comes back to her body, she and Bane are attacked. Bane said he's gonna let her go, and before he can let her go, she's attacked. And uh Prue throws the guy out the window and he's gone.
0: Ciao. Yeah, I do enjoy uh always Prue's displays of power. Yeah. So okay, it, it reminds Bane that he's not actually that safe. And that's what I like about a man. When he's feeling <laughs> uh intimidated
1: (laughs) um we also have some of my favorite tropes that are just very charm specific which is that we have a lot of scenes of daryl being very distressed
0: those are
1: (laughs) not that i want him to be unhappy but i think that's when he's at his best when he's acting distressed
0: absolutely oh yeah poor daryl
1: (laughs) (laughs) poor daryl um, okay. So after Prue attacks this other henchman who attacked her and Bane, she decides, like, hey, Bane's the real deal. He tried to let me go. Plus I really like his accent. He's like a New York mobster. I guess I should stay here. Uh and then they and then, you know, we pan to the window with the window um with the curtains blowing in the breeze.
0: Yeah, and you'll never guess what happens <laughs> next. Um but anyway, so they're they're uh, making sweet kisses, <laughs> and uh, back at the manor, just really Piper good hugs, just just such good like just rubbing their faces together a little bit. <laughs> be like, so mm, funny,
1: just imagining soft. people just rubbing their cheeks.
0: That's all it is. This is PG television. Mm. You, even though it is you know occasionally a little bit racy not today. Today you only get curtains blowing in the breeze and clothing on the floor and the train goes through the tunnel and the and the fireworks go off and the rocket goes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you, you got to be um just just use your imagination.
1: Yeah, you you got it. You you can figure yeah, it out.
0: You you could do it. But anyway, back back at the manor. Uh as Daryl's still with, with Piper and Phoebe, Piper gets a call from someone looking for a, a Leonora Watkins, <sighs> which I don't actually understand that much, uh, other than just, like, it kind of sounds like Leo, mm-hmm. but it just seems like such a specific name that they could have done, like, a little bit better with it. You know, it's, like, the vaguest Leo. <laughs> what does Watkins mean?
1: Yeah. It's almost kind of, like, hearkening to sometimes when we're like, oh, just give me a sign. We kind of, like, make signs out of nothing that is a sign.
0: Yeah. That could totally be this episode, if they weren't witches. If they weren't witches. Well, you know, if this were another, if this were, like, Friends or something, if this were a sitcom world in which there were no magic, this episode, that part of the episode at least, could still happen. Of, like... Oh, Phoebe! That's right, there's another Phoebe in there. Like, Phoebe on Friends, like, decides to cast a spell for Rachel to choose between, I don't actually know who she chooses, Ross and, I don't know, some other dude.
1: The Matthew Perry character. Ch- Ch- is that Chandler? Chandler
0: Bing! Ah! Uh. Anyway, so, it, I I can see, like, Phoebe, like, casting a spell and it being very funny because magic's not real, and... <laughs> Rachel just like hears their names and everything, or like sees commercials for like Ross Hand Soap or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like even that, very very tropey. Yeah. So um, you're totally right. It could have just been like them imagining it.
1: But anyway. But in any case, uh, so they're getting signs. Go back to the house that is under construction where the curtains have finished fluttering in the wind. Um, and Prue is, like, looking longingly out the window. Bane is in the paint sheets. <laughs> in the um, canvas. Yeah, underneath the paint canvas or something. The tarp. And then uh, the sisters find Prue, because through all of the different signs that they had been getting, they realized, wait a second, this is an actual location and I think maybe the person who my heart wants to lead me to
0: is Prue. The twist! Yeah. Turns out, Leonora Watkins actually refers to Watkins' exit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mariner's Bluff, although Mariner is uh, the baseball team that, that Dan played for, is in Bodega Bay. And Bodega Bay. They hear on the TV that the Angels... Or no, the Mariners lost to the Angels to uh, eight two seven, and they're like, "Oh, it's eight two seven, Watkins Road, <laughs> <laughs> Mariners Bluff, Bodega Bay," yeah. and they find Peru, and the audience is like,
1: so fast trying to keep up, like trying to like pull the thread together, being like, "Okay, oh wait, wait, what?
0: This seems um, like a lot of random words that I guess you just picked a place." Around the Bay Area? Okay, all right, sure. So they find Peru.
1: They are a little bit disappointed. They're shocked. They're shocked, but also annoyed, I think. General annoyance.
0: Yeah. Like, we were so worried about you, and you wanted us to stay away just so you could have your little fling with this... Man with a hot bod and a square jaw. (laughs) And (laughs) a New York mobster accent. And a New York mobster accent. You just wanted to live your little Miss Hellfire fantasy for another (laughs) episode. Um, Let her, let Prue live that fantasy. So they uh, are
1: admonishing Prue, um, and Prue's trying to convince them, like, no, we got to help Bane. Like, it's not what you think. Meanwhile, Litvak makes a telepathic connection with Bane and asks him to turn the sisters in in exchange for Bane's life. And it looks like Bane agrees.
0: Yep. It looks like the sex was not good enough. (laughs) The curtains didn't blow northerly enough. Anyway. They weren't a flutterin'. (laughs) No, they didn't flutter. (laughs) No, they merely uh, whistled in the wind. Yeah, they didn't I, flutter I, with I enough know.
1: intensity. Okay, let's. This is not my forte. These kinds of jokes. Um, so <laughs> me neither.
0: What are we saying? <laughs> Bodega Bay, Bodega Bay, Bodega, Bodega. Ah, blew up my mic. Okay, what's happening? <laughs> Where are we? So. Anyway, uh, Bane. Bane looks like he is going to comply. Right. And. Uh, so they. Oh shoot! What happens?
1: Um, oh, they go Sorry. to the cemetery. Litvak lives in a cemetery.
0: Oh well, of course, because he's a demon.
1: Um, and they go to a mausoleum, mausoleum, and they open it up by pulling down all the sixes on the oh my on the, like, god address. I don't know what it. Is. Oh, on the date. I think it's on the date. Um, and so they enter, and Bane's like, uh, "You gotta let me go in first, and then um, you can freeze the uh, Litvak, and then you can like do the whatever." Um so he goes in first, he confronts Litvak and then he's like Bane's like now nah! and then uh Piper freezes everyone but lo and behold it was a trap. Litvak a doesn't trap. doesn't freeze. He's he's
0: he's mobile. I'm immune to your little weaselly witch tricks he says with a southern accent. <laughs> he's actually kind of scary. I thought Litvak was kind of scary cuz he's a better actor than I'm used to being on <laughs> this show. <laughs> So he's like he's very casual. Yeah, about he's got everything. true menace. He he
1: has definitely sociopathic um vibes.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those it's one of those instances where you know that because somebody knows they're powerful, they don't have to have a lot of bluster about things. They mm-hmm. can they can be a little bit more arrogant and laid back.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh and I I think the southern accent is there to be a little like <sighs> drawling and like relaxed and like but I could kill you if I wanted to, but I yeah. don't want to
1: Yeah, he does affect a very jokey manner. I think partially to show like, oh I'm playing with you, like this is all nothing to me.
0: Yes, it's cat and mausoleum <laughs> Stop, <laughs> Ooh, there's the crook again. <laughs> Uh, made that one up, up all by myself. Yes, I'm very
1: impressed. The best <laughs> part you. was your uproarious laughter at your own joke
0: <laughs> right after you said it. Uh, thank you. Well, you know, I don't actually know if anyone's listening, so I gotta provide myself some feedback. That's true. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Litvak is talking about how Bane is evil at the core of him, so of course he was going to betray them. How could you expect anything else? He's evil, I tell you evil until uh prue decides that no he isn't actually i think it's prue decides he's not actually evil he couldn't do that after all they just made sweet sweet (gasps) kissing faces (laughs) they made sweet sweet face rubs face rubs yes Mm. um and she tells piper to unfreeze bane and piper's like what well i guess so you're the boss Man, and I did say I would support you in your dreams, but I didn't think you meant this dream. But yeah, okay, I will. And, um, unfreezes Bane, and it's true. Bane actually didn't know that Litvak could survive the freeze, and Bane uses the demons against each other. And, uh, I thought that shoots. Bane
1: did know. I thought that Bane did know, but he had to pretend like he didn't know so that the sisters wouldn't know. And he had to have faith that Prue would eventually know so that he can reposition the demon with the weapon and shoot it at Litvak.
0: I think you're right. And I think I just, I missed it. I missed all of that because that was too dense for me. I was still, <laughs> I was still figuring out Leonora Watkins Road, <laughs> Bonnega Bay, Mariner's Oh uh, That's fair enough. That's fair. Yeah, so okay, so he did know, but but it was all a part of his plan. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guy after all. And, uh, but we we forgot to mention that in between all of this, Bane helping them defeat Litvak, who, oh, that's right, because he was telepathic, so he would have known what the sisters' plan was if Bane had filled them in. That's what... Uh huh. It's all coming together now. This is yeah, Yep. There it goes. The magnets, they're they're pulling together, and suddenly you're going to get a little of like, ah, we got it. Shana got it. The brain, it worked. The neural pathways lit up. Um, This is like um, when you're taking the test and you learn
1: something while you're taking the test. Like, you can see us live on the podcast figuring out the plot.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) That's kind of funny. Well, you knew the plot, I just didn't. Um, but anyway, Litback, before he gets defeated, he is about to kill them, and he says, this is going to please the source. Uh-oh. <gasps> ruh What's the source? Oh, there's a bigger baddie. There's always a bigger
1: baddie.
0: Yeah, we've gotten to the point uh, in, in Charmed where it's not just in, uh, a baddie of the week, yeah um, or even a baddie of the season so hmm. we are I, as you said learning about the bureaucratic system yeah we're we're learning about the levels of of demonry demonicness <laughs> oh, that's uh, better yeah demonium oh, that's, yes. that's best actually just go with that one demonium yeah disco and pandemonium demonium <sighs>
1: my dungeon master does not pronounce necromancy necromancy he pronounces it necromancy just to oh. be annoying <laughs> oh, but i do enjoy that that the way that rolls off the tongue
0: necromancy and necromancy. necromancy and demonium it's a new podcast name
1: <laughs> oh wait um, that's anyway. a great podcast name okay you can't steal that though that's ours i i won't okay i'll give it to your dungeon master no no, no so... i mean the listener can't listener can't steal it from us
0: Oh, no, listener, you can and you should, or else <laughs> we will make another podcast. And that would, that would not please the source.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you that. That would truly not be a good balance for You'd our be lives. be fired.
0: <laughs> oh, God. From the podcast demonium. Pod, podcast demonium? You did mind. it. Never mind. You did it. No, I think you did okay. it. Okay. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Litvak is double-crossed. And the sisters are not double-crossed, and they're single-crossed. Prue Prue and Bane, uh, did have some sort of love, lust, truth for each other, but they must say goodbye.
1: Yes, alas, apparently Bane is like it is my. I need to go to jail. It is my duty or my responsibility or something like that, and he decides to turn himself back in.
0: Mm, the noble thing is to go to jail lies i guess he...
1: <laughs> i mean he didn't even have his trial yet right so he yes yeah, he's
0: getting a waiting a fair trial from <laughs> <laughs> the de- the demons i guess well we'll see it's no it's it's in our world it's our demonic legal system actually so fair. uh phoebe phoebe and piper uh, let Prue and Bane have their moment and they pontificate on who the source is or what the source is dear listener or where or where <laughs> or how often <laughs> or why the source or with what radio frequency <laughs> Uh. And so we know that the source is something evil one might say even something wicked that uh, that way Stop comes. <laughs> 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 okay, I grabbed myself up again. <laughs> so um, that's okay, all we got. That,
1: no, wait, they meet at the they meet at the P three at the bar at
0: the club. Oh God, I forgot the biggest The biggest part of this episode that is done in the most spectacularly dull way, (laughs) my God, is that at the end of the episode, uh, Piper chooses Leo
1: Mm -hmm.
0: over Dan. But it's not done in, in a big reveal. It's not done in like a running into each other's arms moment. There's no near-death experience like in this episode for piper none of that it's just piper being like i knew i didn't need a spell i made the right choice because i love leo i mean part of that is a little poetic to me because oftentimes in
1: real life we're like give me a sign but really we just need something to validate what we already think and really we already kind of know what we what are sometimes we know what our choices
0: are no, you're totally right. It's like flipping a coin and then calling it right before you reveal what it is on your hand, because mm-hmm. you know what your choice is. So you're right. Like it, it that it, that does have some deeper, more truthful resonance to it. But but also, that
1: sucks. <laughs> it happens in the last like 30 seconds of the episode, and you're like, and credits.
0: Yeah, and I was like, um, I don't know, actually. I'm not sure, because Dan could be back next episode. We're going to have to wait until next episode to see what the truth is, mm. in my opinion, um, because that was that was just too anticlimactic for me. In a sh- Agreed. In an episode all about Prue's dalliances and getting face rubbed um, <laughs> for Piper to choose so casually... I'm dissatisfied.
1: Yeah. And I feel like we didn't really get the impact of like what this means cuz it's just like Piper going, I always knew, and then pans over to Leo and then cuts the credits and we're like, yeah, but how does she feel? Like this is a big
0: moment to admit something mm-hmm. like that. Exactly. I want the romance. And I and I always love actually, of course, I love episodes that focus on Piper. But I like seeing Piper struggle <laughs> to make up her mind. <laughs> you do love seeing her cry. I do. It's it's something very sadistic about me, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, exactly. I think, I think, maybe next episode, I don't know, that Piper deserves more. More Ooh, expression. Okay. But that's it for this episode. Yep, that's it. Bane is back in jail. Chloroform's still chloroform. <laughs> uh, yep, that's, color- that's chloroform. Yep, that's chloroform. Yep, that's a weapon, all right. Yep, that's a that's a demon.
1: I as I well.
0: <laughs> if I ever saw. Do we saw have one. any?
1: Do we have any thoughts that are lasting? No.
0: Not really. <laughs> not yeah, about this episode. That's probably right. <laughs> I mean. I all all I think about this episode is that the nicest thing was Piper, I think, uh, showing her support for Prue in following her dreams. We don't we don't really see you know anything of what that leads to in this episode. What Prue actually follows in this episode is uh, her loins, um, <laughs> which could also be her dreams. So like good for her. Mm-hmm. But I I do like again with the character development and the like continuing plot I like seeing how much they've evolved how far Piper has come how far Prue has come to allow herself to to think of something more as well so that's it that's really that's all the closing thoughts I have yeah I I think I I mostly agree with you I don't
1: have anything to tack on the end glad that I saw Daryl again Yes, Um, that's all I have to add always
0: always how was how was demon death for you? We had a couple of demon deaths in this one, actually. Well, we did. Um, actually, I it was kind of fun because I I don't think
1: because of the very last moment when it was like turning the weapon upon Litvak, and then they like he didn't die immediately. They like screamed at each other for a very long time, <laughs> and then both melted. Uh-huh. And like Litvak hit the other demon back with another laser beam. I would say it's probably like um a good three point seven five out of five Jeremy's for me.
0: Wow. That's yep. that is pretty high considering. Yeah, I know, I know. Considering our our uh, pattern, I I would give it a good like three point five. I mm-hmm. even even like bump it up a little to that three point seven five sweet spot, just because <laughs> I I really enjoyed Litback's performance, um, mm. and I I just I enjoy a committed demon, like actor wise. I like it when they really go for it. And I think that he really to... he sunk his teeth into this.
1: <laughs> you got to commit to the demo- demonium, demonium,
0: yeah. demonium, pandemonium. Um, yeah, that's well, wow, that's pretty good for the Jeremy scale. Nice. Yeah, we're very harsh critics. Well, yeah, I mean they deserve it though. You don't you don't give us a a first episode kill like Jeremy. And expect yeah. us to not you know want something like that every time, so you can say that again. thank you. I will okay next episode on Tricast right. <laughs> uh anyway, I'm Shayna. That's pretty much it. I'm Shayna. You can find <laughs> me <laughs> anywhere you like. I may not be there, but I'll hear your call <laughs> uh, at Bernadette Teeters on Instagram. Leave a message. <laughs> leave leave a message.
1: Oh, I am Bryce. You can find me at your best Bryce on Instagram, also at Finished Foodstagram.
0: Oh, I forgot. You can also find me uh if you want to read my my ditherings. Shana.com. Shana.com. Shania Cheyenne, Shanna Shannon, welcomes you. Um, and together, we make this show that you're listening to, thank you for listening, Charmed a Spellcast. You can find us at Charmed Spellcast on Instagram. You can also write to us, Charmed Spellcast at gmail.com. Okay. Well, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>